0: So who do we trust,
1: huh? Like always, me and Dick. Welcome to Me and Thee and Four, a Starsky and Hutch fan podcast, also known as Me and Thee and Three Plus One. We have a guest here because she's staying on our couch, and we decided to include her, even though she's only seen three episodes of Starsky and Hutch, all of which we forced her to watch.
2: I wouldn't say forced.
1: Invited her to watch.
2: Strongly encouraged. Strongly encouraged. Strong-armed, I- Perhaps. <laughs> My name is Caroline, and I just found out this podcast existed about 12 hours ago. <laughs> we
1: are like, if you're staying at our house and we're planning to record this podcast, do you want to be on it?
0: <laughs> By the way, this is Rachel. I'm Jen. I'm Monica.
3: And uh, we, you know, as you know, are um, millennials who like to uh, sometimes make our audience feel old, which we apologize for. I don't. Um, but we we decided we would bring Caroline in to help us bridge the gap because she's a Gen Xer. So hopefully she can help us translate things between millennials and uh, baby boomers.
2: Yeah, I, so I'm an old person, but not as old as some of the people listening. The, the people remember when the show was on. Yes. Because I know when... Jen started talking to me about this show. I was thinking of Simon and Simon, which was on reruns when I was a kid. I'm like, but they were brothers.
1: <laughs> that doesn't stop supernatural. No,
2: it, it, it doesn't. But I think that that was a, that was, in retrospect, the same sort of format as. But they were PIs, and like one was straight laced, and one was you know, et cetera. Et cetera. And also them. but you know.
1: It sounds like you're familiar with Simon and Simon. No,
2: I just don't know. Rachel Rachel
1: knows the genre.
3: Okay, okay. Uh, And she knows she would ship it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, probably. That's fair. It's good to have (laughs) self-knowledge. Self-awareness is a good thing. So we have a a few little things that we wanted to cover, and then we're going to get uh, some of Caroline's reactions to the most recent episode that we showed her, Satan's Witches in addition to whatever she remembers from when we showed her death in a different place and The Fix a year ago. So first, uh, Rachel, you just got back from France.
0: I did! So I, I took my France trip. I did not watch as much French Starsky and Hutch beforehand as I'd wanted to. But I can still do that, you know. But the cool thing was, you know, like, I went and I saw there were some DVD box sets of Starsky and Hutch in, like, the big entertainment stores and well, the really cool thing was, there's this toy store, and it's called Lulu Lou. And if you're ever in Paris, I highly recommend it. It's just got toys from, like, the last 50, 60 years. Like, a lot of, you know, a lot of Marvel and DC and um, some French things like Marsupalami and Asterix and uh, Gem and the Holograms. And just, like, basically anything you can imagine. Like, a lot, a lot of 80s stuff. But, you know, there's some older stuff, too. And I searched the whole store, and I didn't find any Starsky & Hutch. So I was pretty disappointed until my sister pulled me over to the last case, which I hadn't checked yet, and there were two star & Hutch toys. One was a moderately sized car, and the other one was a smaller Torino, and it had, like a little model of Starsky and Hutch, and they were in a shootout with some perps, and do you want to know the prices of them?
3: Are you going to give it to us in euros? Yes. Okay, but then you're going to have to do the conversion.
2: Yeah, I don't know how many euros.
1: Nor do I.
0: Okay, well, the bigger Torino was about 300 euros, which is about... What's a quarter of 300?
2: <laughs> um,
0: 75? 75. So that's about 375 dollars. And then the smaller Trina with the figurines, which was, like, the cool one because it had, like, little Starsky and Hutch there, that was 350 in euros, so that's, you know, over 400 dollars. And it's like, I'm not gonna spend that much money on it! But... That's insane! Yeah! I feel like you
1: could get it cheaper on eBay.
0: Probably!
1: But maybe these were, like, in mint condition in their packaging. They, they
0: were in their packaging. Yeah. So, you know, if you are ever in France, if you are ever in Paris and go to Lulu Berlou and you have 300 or 350 euro to drop, you know, they're, they're there. They probably will be there for quite some time.
3: Or just wait for the U.S. dollar to get better, maybe, at some point. That's
0: It'll probably still not happen. all be probably 1.25, though, for the conversion.
2: It's possible. Around there. 300-ish dollars. It's not going to be, like, 50 cents. <laughs>
3: I hope not. I don't. I don't want any economy to crash that badly. While we're on the subject of uh, odd places that we have spotted, Starsky and Hatch, I recently mainlined the whole uh, long first storyline of the podcast, The Adventure Zone, which is uh, a podcast where three brothers and their father play Dungeons and Dragons together, and it gradually develops into a, a very elaborate, and uh, really well done story. But there is a Dungeons and Dragons bad. Guy, demon thing. Uh, it's just a creature. A creature. A creature called a bugbear. Which, what did you say it was, Monica? It's a giant owl. Okay, so it's a giant owl thing. And at one point they had some tamed bugbears that they called hugbears. <laughs> and the father on the podcast uh, said, wait, are we talking about Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch? And there's a lot of pop culture references in that show, so I was counting all of the times that fandoms I loved were mentioned. But that was a fandom I did not expect to come up while I was listening to the Adventure Zone, and I was uh, very amused uh, by the idea of Hug Bears.
2: So, did the sons know who Huggy Bear was?
3: They they kind of let the reference go by without comment. Okay. So I'm I mean like the oldest of them was born in 1980 so they likely have never seen it but their father definitely had
0: i mean yeah clint was a little little disappointed that it didn't get much of a reaction if i recall cuz it's a good joke <laughs> it is a great joke Okay. Oh my gosh. And now
3: Rachel and I have just like been spitballing a bunch of crossovers between Starsky and Hutch and the Adventure Zone, and we realized that the Venn diagram of people who would understand these jokes are me and her and Clint McElroy.
2: Um, so <laughs> sending some of them to Clint. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he somebody? Is he on Twitter? Yes, he is yes. on Twitter. <laughs> you should say, yeah, definitely make a thing because it's a, it like draw the Venn diagram that's like people who know. The D&D podcast universe and slashy 70s cop shows.
3: <laughs> Marka has brought up I, images of bugbears and like, they do have, not look like owls. No, I,
2: I'm
1: either mixing them up with a different creature or they've changed a lot since I played d and I, I thought they at least had owl heads, but none of these even look like they have owl heads. So maybe I'm thinking of something completely different.
3: They look like... I don't know, a generic, like, bipedal, hairy creature. Well, that's just a picture of owls. Yeah. Giant owl is is a monster in itself.
1: I thought it was called something. I don't know. I I played D&D quite a long time ago, and I was never great at actually remembering things, so.
0: That's why they have the big, fat handbooks.
1: Yep, yep. And (laughs) I I have uh, third edition ones. I don't have anything more recent than that, though. Actually, speaking of France, I wanted to read a letter that I found in the, I believe, unofficial Starsky & Hutch fan magazine from the UK from the, the 80s. And I wanted to read this letter because I think it's really charming. It involves Bernie Hamilton, who we have probably talked the least about of the four main cast members of the show.
3: This should have probably gone before my anecdote, so I apologize. You stole my segue. This is not a France segue. This is a bugbear segue. (laughs) A bugbear on a segue would look pretty rad. That would look rad.
1: (laughs) All right. So, unfortunately, I didn't write down what issue of the Starskin Hutch fan magazine this is from. And they had a handful of the magazine issues at the Iowa archives. So, this. Might have been one of the earlier ones, but they also had some later ones. So a fan wrote in to talk about their really great experience running into Bernie Hamilton. My visit to the Starsky and Hutch set. At the beginning of October last year, my parents and I went to stay with friends at their home in Los Angeles. One day we were in a restaurant at Santa Monica on the Venice beach, and I was speaking French with my mother, who is French born when someone overheard and turned around. It was Bernie Hamilton, Captain Doby, who got up from his seat and introduced himself, and we recognized him right away. He said he was happy to meet people who spoke French in Los Angeles, and he also expressed himself quite well in that tongue. We passed some time together and had a photo taken with him. He invited us to his home and drove us in his white Cadillac convertible to his house on West Boulevard. While we were there, we had some more food and drink together, and afterwards, when we went to find our friends again, he drove us to Pico Boulevard and the 20th Century Fox lot. Starsky and Hutch had been working there that day, but were in fact just leaving. However, as they were all filming on location at Long Beach that next day, it was arranged that Bernie Hamilton would come and fetch us from our friend's home. This he did about 9 o'clock in the morning. The filming was due to begin at 10.30 a.m., and we were very excited at the idea of meeting our heroes in the flesh. And uh, it goes on for a bit. They, they did meet the other actors. They got photographs and signatures. It sounds like Paul Michael Glazer also tried to speak a little French with them. And... But not very uh, well, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> not, not as well as Bernie Hamilton, at least. And the episode they were working on was the uh, tap dancing her way right back into your hearts. And the letter is from Vivian Hall, Forest Hill, London. So I just wanted to share that, that Bernie Hamilton was the type of person to apparently pick up strange fans, you know, at restaurants, <laughs> drive them to his home, drive them to the set, just drive them anywhere, and that sounds like a pretty great thing.
2: I mean, just... that's sweet. I mean, in another context, it could be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of, I mean, this is the other way, but that story that Mark Wade has about the people who... Who called him from Vermont and said they were having a con? And he got there, and it was like just them. i have not heard that story but
3: that sounds like a thing that would happen to mark wade yes. mark wade is a comic book writer uh who i have an uncanny ability to accidentally run into at comic book conventions you
2: know, that's, he's a rad love but I, I can't but he has definitely told this story on twitter and basically like a don't do this and it was these people who like he dealt with and he thought they were the people running the con it was basically they just wanted him to hang out with him and their friends but it sounds like this this fellow would have been fine with that he might have been, yeah. <laughs> he might have been. It's true. It's just sort of like
0: fun, yeah. All right. Anyway,
2: just a total
0: class act, Bernie Hamilton.
1: I've heard though that like back in the heydays of of original Star Trek fandom, like fan clubs would like just invite Leonard Nimoy to their houses and he'd go. <laughs> so I think that might have happened more back then. And,
2: and now I'm also thinking of like the Portlandia where they're watching Battlestar Galactica and they just get Edward James Olmos to come and like hang out. With him. <laughs> they want to make another
3: season well i think it's interesting because i think we we tend to we tend to think of celebrities as being more accessible now because so many of them are on twitter but also because so many of them are micro celebrities where they're only famous to a, a small niche group and so you can feel very close to them in that time. None of us are going and hanging out with Angelina Jolie, but we can hang out with Mark Wade, for instance. Well
2: yeah, and there wasn't I guess at the time you're talking about, there wasn't really the the fandom business on the scale that it is. So that's right. sort of like yes. Yeah,
3: well what I was going to say was that I I think we have this idea that that celebrities were less accessible, but I think it's worth thinking about television in particular and the the divide that used to exist and doesn't really anymore um, to the same extent between television actors and film actors and you did have movie stars and they were untouchable and inaccessible but tv stars come to your living room every week and so there's this feeling of familiarity and it doesn't surprise me that people would want to interact uh, with bernie hamilton and that he might feel safe doing the same thing this is also the era of like rampant hitchhiking so i i do feel <laughs> like it's it's shifting attitudes toward what what those boundaries are who is on what side of the barrier and it's not a, a progression of more openness or less openness it's just different contexts at different times with different ideas of media and of fandom so that's that's really interesting
1: you remind me of, um, it doesn't have to do with Starsky and Hutch, but it has to do with the Iowa Archive. They have a very large man from uncle collection. Uh, so if that's your fandom, you'll hit a gold mine at the Iowa Archives. And while we were there, one of the archivists came over and he was really interested in what we were looking at, and I think he had the mistaken impression that we were we were looking at Man from Uncle because Absolutely. we had some fan art open and it was mostly Star, Starsky and Hutch fan art, but there was some Man from Uncle art there,
0: too. We were looking at zine covers and we happened to be at the Man from Uncle section.
1: Yeah, so he started talking to us about Man from Uncle fandom, and I actually, I, I've watched a fair number of episodes and I have read Fix, so I'd consider myself, you know, sort of slightly part of that fandom. So he was telling us about how the two main stars had been invited to some kind of event at a department store. At like a Macy's. Like yeah. a meeting created at a Macy's. And <laughs> the security there apparently had no idea how popular these two actors <laughs> were. They had no idea what they were in for. And um, when they arrived, there were like thousands of teen girls at the Macy's. This is when the show was on. Yes. yes. And it was a riot and they had, they couldn't even do the meet and greet. They just, they just got the actors out of there as quickly as they could because it was an uncontrolled situation.
0: Yeah. They like went up
2: the freight elevator and then they went down the freight (laughs) elevator. I mean, it's later, but it's sort of like the Beatlemania era, you know, So it's sort of like when there's people maybe didn't have a really good grasp on like. Sort of the, the even the commercial power of that audience, but even just the, its size and how much it was out there.
3: And and I think that makes a lot of sense, because I think there, by the 60s, when... The, Man from Uncle was in the 60s, right? Do yes. you know, like, a It was pro- around when? the same time as Star Trek. It was slightly before Star Trek. Yeah. So it was it was very... It was early 60s. And so it, at that point, like, Beatlemania hadn't hit its peak. And also, there was an understanding that rock stars could be, like, these these you know, figures um, to that extent. But I don't think anyone expected television actors to create that kind of response in the 60s. Television itself was still such a new medium. And
1: Man From U.N.C.L.E. especially. Um, I, I read somewhere that the first like half of the first season got fairly low ratings and people thought it was going to get canceled And then all the, like, college students came home from college or something, and suddenly the ratings just went through the roof, and they weren't recording any ratings from dorms or whatever. Oh, yeah, so they'd
2: been watching it, like, with a bunch of people watching the dorm. That makes sense. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, Nielsen has always been terrible at counting certain demographics, and college students have traditionally been one that has been uh, left out because of that.
1: So it took a while for the powers that be to even realize how popular of a show it really was. Fandom, man. <laughs> it's great.
3: Does anyone else have other anecdotes they wanted to share? Well, in that case, I, I would like to turn the mic over to Caroline. Other than confusing it with Simon and Simon, what were your preconceptions about Starsky and Hutch?
2: I mean, I did, like, once we were sort of... I mean, I heard it first about it first from Monica, definitely, and then I sort of realized that Jen was watching it, too, and so I had heard a little bit from y'all. I think I thought it was more, I mean, I guess actually this episode that we saw, The Satan's Witches episode, I think was a little bit more of the kind of show I thought it was, which is a little <laughs> bit cheesy. I think the ones that they had originally shown me was the, um, that you said the names of it. Death of an- Death in a Different Place. Yeah. Yes. But but I mean, what? there were ones that specifically dealt with, with, you know, social issues, kind of in a... That's true. So, so but, there, but it was a more, like, in that sense, it was a more, like, sort of more, and I watched, like, Simon and Simon was kind of cheesy, but like I watched Wise Guy and some of the other shows from the '80s that are that were going a little bit more of the gritty, you know.
3: There's some episodes of Wise Guy on that DVD set with the weird David Soul show that Monica bought. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah, it depends on what what era of Wise Guy you, you're. But anyway, this is not a Wise Guy podcast, although I would do that. Um, <laughs> but um,
3: that's the one that you can't watch Boy Meets World because you can't see that guy as a dad, right? Oh yeah, that's
2: a whole other yeah. why well, I, I mean, it's not specifically because of him on Wise Guy. It's because I've read some really filthy, um, <laughs> some, some really really filthy Wise Guy porn. Um, so then I was like, oh no, no, not going there. But I think I, I had originally thought it was a little bit more of a kid friendly show, and I had thought it was a little bit more of a of a sort of goofy show than than what was than what I saw in the. Episodes, and I have had a chart made for me because I saw a couple episodes, those couple episodes last year, and I think the first one they showed me, which was the death in a different place. death in a different place. I was confused at one point about which one was Hutch, and which one was a blonde character who maybe no,
3: missing. no. <laughs> can't even remember your mix-up uh she she got starsky okay. confused with the male prostitute okay. from that episode okay. which made for a very interesting reading of that episode okay
2: so i was and but so and so then when i was listening to because as, it was actually like late last night right before i went to bed when i was going on a plane first thing in the morning i listened to the intro episode and then i downloaded one and listened to it in the plane on the way here and so i was like of okay, our podcast not a- yes yeah, Hutch um, of the podcast and then so i was like okay so which one is hutch and which one is starsky which one is david soul and which one is michael paul glazer see i've got the names and i'm still so- paul, paul michael glazer paul michael. <laughs> i'm close, close. <laughs> these people have too many names <laughs> Um, and so then um, Jen actually, and then also I was confused because the episode that I listened to on the plane was the one about the mustache and <laughs> nobody had a mustache in the episode that I saw. So I was trying to remember which one had a mustache. I was on the plane. I couldn't, you know, I had no, there was no Wi-Fi on my plane. So I couldn't like look up who these, so anyway, Jen made me a chart that I think that Hutch is blonde and Nordic. Uh, Starsky has black curls dough no mustache Any- anyway I, th- I feel like I actually feel like the Satan's witches which apparently they could call a show on TV in the 70s that kind of it's set that is sort of sends the two of them off and has Starsky be a fish out of water in the country and Hutch is wearing his flannel and is being very Nordic I guess. <laughs> I am told. Very Minnesotan. Very very Minnesotan. Okay, yeah. There's an
1: episode where they call Hutch Nordic type. And so whenever we bring up Nordic and laugh, it's because we're remembering that really strange line
3: from... Okay,
2: Nordic type. Okay, I I couldn't remember if that was a thing from the show or from fanfic. Well,
3: it's in a lot of fanfic, too. You get a lot of the Nordic man walked across the room. Oh, God, why? (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible.
2: Aesthetic. I know, know? I know. But, okay, so yeah, so this, so I, i Feel like even though I keep saying the names wrong, <laughs> I feel like I have I, like again I was the episode I was listening to on the plane was about David Soul's interview. Yes, and I was still had trouble with like which one of them that was and which character they played and all that stuff. But I I, I think I'm getting it. So I don't know if that was the question you were asking.
3: <laughs> uh, well, you 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 are starting to get it. So what was your. Uh reaction to Satan's Witches. Because as you said, the other two episodes you saw a year ago Uh and they were more serious. So what did you think of this episode? Well, it
2: was... I see the character play between the two of them was fun. I feel like this could have gone through another workshop on like (laughs) what the stakes were in the story because (laughs) in the last act you realize that they're going to murder this girl. And that's why everybody's acting weird. I'm like, okay, at that point I'm like, this is actually kind of suspenseful and all of this stuff. Before that, it's like why don't you just go home? <laughs> there's no reason for you to stay here. And then like, oh, there's a snake in your fridge. That's a horrible murder plan. <laughs> They're going to kill both of them with a snake.
1: To be fair, if one of them died, the other probably would go home eventually.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: Someone would die. I mean, quite likely. That um, is how their so soul that, bond works. Yeah, well, that was what I was assuming. It's <laughs> Like that, that, you know. But I, I mean, I mean, I feel like that was not the most <laughs> intense thing, and the villains looked kind of goofy, and I think someone was. It was this, I guess this was kind of a headline thing. Like, I remember, I'm old enough to remember, like, the 80s version of it where D&D made you worship Satan and all that stuff like that, (laughs) and heavy metal. But I guess there was, this was an earlier incarnation.
3: Well, this is actually, is, is the uh, other cult episode before or after this? I've watched Out of Order, so I don't remember. It's
0: before.
3: Okay, so there is an earlier episode where Starsky is kidnapped by a cult, led by a Charles Manson type. Okay. Uh, who I was mean, played by a guy who had literally hung out with the Manson wow. family. But he was like, "That eh, it wasn't my scene. I mean,
2: there were literal reasons that, like, people <laughs> were scared of cult shit in the... Can we cuss? I guess we can. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> one of my roles on podcasts is to be the one to, after talking to people, say, oh, can I say fuck? <laughs> 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 yeah, so... Oh, yeah, so there are... I just, like... I mean, you can make stuff. It was just like, this was very clearly... My first reaction was, always oh, that Zodiac when <laughs> the guy shows up. But again, Zodiac is scary, and this is just like, they look like they're cosplaying Doctor Strange. Right? <laughs> but not very well.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other cult episode is more... It's less goofy. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't... It's not a... They're not wearing robes like that. Wait... Oh, there are, roads. There, there, there are there are, road, are but there's roads. also legit torture
2: yeah yeah I mean yeah, yeah. I mean I legitimately find you know cult stuff kind of fascinating and creepy this just clearly was not really meant to evoke that that reaction
0: this isn't the first I mean other than you know the the manson based cult one and this like cults do appear like quite a few times in in and Hutch like there's one where there's this guy that like they get information from this might be with Okay, well, there's one with the vampire, cause that's where the vampire dude like got his inspiration was from this uh, satanic cult. Right. And then there's another one where there's this like older guy, and he's got like a wolf
2: mask. And okay. Starsky puts I'm sorry, the wolf I'm sorry. mask on. There, there's a vampire episode. Yes. He's a ballet dancer. And that was not the one you chose to show me. There,
1: there are <laughs> many fantastic episodes okay. of Starsky and okay, Hutch. There's that. one with an actual psychic.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm sort of I mean I'm getting I'm getting the, the vibe here. So. <laughs>
1: Speaking of psychics and soul bonds, the scene where they first drive at the cabin and Starsky is muttering to himself, Oh trees and water and bugs and not a hot dog stand in sight. And then Hutch is saying the exact words word for word but in a cheerful tone but out of hearing distance from Starsky, I think is more evidence that they do have a soul bond and thought sharing.
2: That's I mean, like, that's like the broccoli test, but one of them knows the other hates broccoli and doesn't care. That, I no, mean, that's exactly, that, that is exactly mean. what they would be like at a grocery store. <laughs> I mean, is that something that needs to be glossed here? I don't
3: know. I think we've explained the, okay. the broccoli test on the podcast. Uh, no, I don't think we have Okay. Well, basically it, it means that your your pairing passes the broccoli test if they were in a supermarket at opposite ends and if they without speaking aloud would be able to communicate to the other that they needed to pick up broccoli.
2: And I I believe it was started as the Stargate Atlantis thing.
3: Okay. That makes that makes sense. Uh, so in this case, I think it would be exactly what Caroline just described, which is that uh, Starsky has no interest in broccoli or any of other,
1: uh, any of Hutch's other weird health foods. Wait, broccoli is a weird health food? <laughs> to
2: Starsky's. <is. laughs> oh, I, I I know people. I mean, I have friends who are like, like, I had a friend, I'm not going to call anybody out but who like text me at one point and that's what is asparagus like what (laughs) so that's sort of like so there are people to who broccoli is a weird fruit yeah
3: yeah anyway starsky wouldn't want to eat it uh it may be the only food that hutch will allow him to eat without stealing it away from him which is a common trend starsky never gets to eat in this show um and anyway they would absolutely pass that test but starsky would obstinately not get broccoli even though he knew that that hutch wanted it i will say i like the soul bond idea but when i was watching that scene i was just thinking of those insurance commercials where like the girl gets a new car and like the guy gets his car like crashed into and he's like are you serious and the girl's like
2: are you serious and they say
3: that, anyway
2: it was
1: basically an affleck commercial i know of what commercial you speak you you understood that reference. I did get that reference. I mean,
2: Jen and Monica passed the broccoli test, but we knew that. <laughs> In a roommate way.
1: Yeah, the benefits of living with someone, you get to know their thought patterns and habits very well. And we literally
3: go grocery shopping together, so.
2: Yeah. Efficient. I've been there. I've seen it. <laughs>
3: So you mentioned that the outfits were bad uh, Dr. Strange cosplay, but do you have any thoughts on the other iconic red costume from this episode? Oh lord.
2: Um, There's a, yeah, there's definitely a, I'm going to say this correctly, Starsky, first of all, with the, like, shameless 70s unbuttoned, look at all my chest hair, you
0: know. (laughs) Which is, you know, I'm, I'm, know, I'm, I'm, I'm
2: totally fine with that, you know, that's not... The 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 mustaches I don't know about. But like I'm okay with like men with visible chest hair. I think we could we we we, we could return to that. Sure. But yeah, then his package is very clearly on display. <laughs> and I was like, wow, they can do that on TV, I guess. I was once looking
3: on the internet for uh, people asking, um, you know, if people at the time watching Sarsky and Hutchin first airing were aware of how gay the show was. And I found this uh, thread on a gay gossip site called Data Lounge, where some people were saying, like, no, no one actually saw that. That's just what people saw afterwards. And this is a gay gossip site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but other people were like, uh, yeah, we totally knew it. Like, what are you talking about? It was the 70s, and some people didn't think Elton John was gay. But, like generally we we knew these things we could see these things and then someone posted a picture of the red long johns and was like so this was part of my sexual awakening <laughs> <laughs> and then it was a bunch of other guys chiming in like oh yeah <laughs> well,
2: so <laughs> the, the, there's a couple things with that that one is that i was very amused that like when starsky has to go inside to like put something on he comes back with a shirt like Tied around his waist, rather than putting on his jeans, which is later established were like right there. <laughs> so yeah, that happened, and then also, but also when the two cute girls show up, what did I say? The 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 compulsory heterosexuality twins show up, and the way that. It's very clearly signaled that Starsky and Hutch realize that they look like they're too intimate. So partly they're just compensating by being like, yeah, yeah, we're just bros. But there's also, like, it's interesting mentally on the show. That is when, the sh- when they have to, like, emphasize, oh, wow, these guys think these women are hot. They sure do think they're hot. So it's it's kind of, <laughs> it's both happening within the show. Like, there's a nod to it. yeah. I mean, right? I, I no, mean, no, no exactly. totally, exactly. totally. Yeah.
3: But I, I think that the best part of that is that, like, even though they're like, hey, we're going to hit on these girls, they're still this close together. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, they, they don't
2: separate. Their job of being <laughs> deniable is not, um, I mean, I don't know, like, I, some, some of my real-life experience with male homosocial activity, <laughs> I wonder about, I'm like, yeah, y'all think you're, like... <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's, it's true, and, like... That scene didn't need them to be embracing all Starseed was wearing that.
2: You're right, because I feel like the more, and like, you know, I, I, maybe not now, but like 10 years ago when like the, the bromance no homo thing was really big, then that would have been very exaggerated, you know, they would have like jumped apart, you know, but you're right, they're like, sort of like, oh, we're really interested in these girls, but they're still like basically hugging and starts in his underwear.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the shirt... I think that's the shirt that Hutch was using as an apron. Oh, oh
2: okay. Oh, no, I didn't pick that up, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this. it's like, okay, you grab Hutch's shirt <laughs> <laughs> instead of
3: your pants. Also, I i mean, he didn't grab his pants. He grabbed a loose-fitting shirt. So if he needed to hide his reaction <laughs> to Hutch's embrace, <laughs> that is the thing that he would have needed to acquire. Okay, fair. <laughs> right, but you're your
2: truth. Getting back, because I was also noticing that because Hutch had the bell-bottoms and then Starsky had his jeans like pegged over top of his socks. That's as if it was like a very like, this is, these are not bell-bottoms that I'm wearing. So that, um, which some of the women had their jeans done the same way. So I don't know how to, but it was. I think it was
0: because uh, they are hiking. Right, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. But yeah, it, was the... still,
2: it, it, was, it was a deliberate contrast. So that was sort of fair.
0: I just kept
3: worrying about Hutch and the girl in the short shorts getting ticks. I was just really concerned <laughs> about their like their susceptibility to Lyme disease when they they were not
1: covering things. themselves up. I don't know if Lyme disease is really that
3: prevalent. I, don't know. I didn't
2: hear back about then. as an old. I didn't hear about Lyme disease, but I did hear about like rocky mountain spotted fever or whatever, so there's definitely people have always known there's Stuff you can get from ticks and you don't want them on your body. So I,
1: I don't think there's ever been a time when people are like, I want ticks <laughs> <But> <laughs> on I think... my body. There's some people who've grown up around ticks often enough that they're weirdly chill about ticks. My mom can be weirdly chill about ticks and leeches. Oh, God. She'll be like, oh, yeah, I'd swim in the lake in Minnesota. And when I'd come out, there'd be 20 leeches on me and you just what? have to pull them off.
2: Yeah, I was like, leeches are good for you, right?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, like if you need if you need to lose blood, you you need to listen to the
3: episode of Sawbones, and I need to re-listen to the episode of Sawbones about Lyme disease because now I'm forgetting uh, Sawbones, uh, another podcast I've been listening to a lot, which is hosted by members of the McElroy family who do the Adventure Zone, because that's all I'm thinking about lately. But also Starsky and Hutch. <laughs>
2: Okay, so we, we hit the wardrobe, we hit the Satanism, we hit the weird lack of stakes and the weird snake. Is there anything else in the episode? Oh, the, the comment about when they come into town and the people are reacting weirdly to them? It, yeah, I, I when we
1: find out that the sheriff's daughter has been kidnapped, it all makes sense, but until then, it kind of reads like they think Starsky and Hutch might be a couple and they're being homophobic instead.
2: I mean, that's... A, and I commented that, like, you know, the black guy let them borrow his cabin. was like, these people are great. So it's like, this is like the really non-racist but really homophobic town of, of country white people. I don't know.
3: Yeah. It, like, and, and it's, it's funny, like, rewatching it. Like, even now that I know what twist is coming... Uh, coming. <laughs> What, what twist is coming, and it's Satanists, which is, you know, not something you're going to get if you're asked to, like, fill in the Family Feud answer. Um, well, the
2: episode was called Satan's Witches, but I did think that maybe that was a metaphor, but it was not.
3: <laughs> I feel like I thought it was a metaphor, but it was not. It's a good tagline for when people describe anything about their fandoms. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That thing really did happen. That that really did happen. You're not lying.
0: Earlier you had said um, that this episode was more of what you thought the show was going to be because yeah. it was so goofy. And Death in a Different Place in Satan's Witches, like, that's the same season. Like, I don't know if you knew that.
2: No, no. I, I had no idea when these were coming. Yeah, like,
0: them. they're just episodes apart oh, is the yeah. thing. So, like, you know, that just speaks to how the how different...
2: So, uh, I mean, be. Does, I, are there any arcs on this show, or is no. it it's very just one episode at a time? They
1: do a couple two-parters and one three-parter. Other than that, no arcs. But it's... are
2: there recurring characters otherwise, other than like? Mm, there's like
1: two of them. Uh-huh. Two or three. <laughs> there's some, like, some side characters who appear in a few episodes, but they're just quirky side characters.
3: Mm. Yeah, and a lot of times, like, and, and it's hard to imagine a show other than, like, Law & Order doing this now, but they will bring back guest actors in a completely different role. Yeah. Uh, so it's it gets very confusing. There's one little girl who is in three different episodes as three different characters. And three then a, very different characters.
0: And then a different actress reprises one of those characters in a later episode. Wow. <laughs> Apparently you guys were
3: right. Lyme disease uh, was not really identified until 1981. There were cases in the 70s but they didn't know what it was.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, and then it just kept spiraling more and more uh, as the years went on. So I grew up in a time of panic about Lyme disease.
2: I but- mean I remember that in the, like I, mean, I remember it in the, at least the early 90s probably the 80s being a thing, but I just thought something that I was warned about as a child.
3: That that makes sense and I was a child in the early 90s and going Girl Scout camping. My father had had Lyme disease at one point so my mom as my girl scout leader was like you are going to have your socks outside of your pants and you are going to check every part of your body for ticks as soon as we leave so i like i can't look at people in the woods who are not properly covered up
2: i mean that her outfit did not look comfortable anyway by the way (laughs)
3: yeah i don't think i would want to hike in shorts that are like practically
2: at my crotch yeah but again she wasn't actually like she she was performing satanic (laughs) rituals so yeah. it, was, it was never established true, like it was just like somebody came in the back of the house and put a snake in the fridge while they were talking to the ladies? No, no, no she no. did. She went to go to the bathroom. Oh, well, okay. I and up instead her. she still... Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That big... That makes, that makes, where was she keeping the snake? She, she had a giant yes. backpack. Okay. She had okay. giant backpack. But how
3: did she keep the snake tamed? How did they get the snake in the first place? <laughs> like, there are many questions about this rattlesnake that I do not have. like, her. is she
0: a professional
3: snake handler?
0: <laughs> oh... I was just going to say they have Satanist powers, but I like the snake oh. handling idea better.
3: Maybe the snake is Satan. <gasps> I mean, that's oh. what the Garden of Eden is all about, right? So, that snake was Satan.
2: And uh, now we're going to get back to the Star Trek episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we were informing Caroline that David Zoll had been in a... Episode of Star Trek, and then Rachel described that weird, weird episode. And then I was
2: like, "Oh, I remember that because that was another set of reruns that I grew up on." So. <laughs> I just missed the window whenever Star Trek and Hutch was rerunning, but definitely got the um, got some of the later cop shows and got got the original flavor Star Trek. So,
0: so if in this episode Hutch gets rid of Satan, but in the Star Trek episode David Soul falls to temptation. What does that say? If anything. Probably nothing.
2: I was thinking—is there something else he's been in that like sort of completes the triangle there? Well, we, we <laughs> where did. <he> is Satan?
3: <laughs> we did watch that weird show that he was on where he had odd religious angst for that one. Like was that the un, have,
2: was that Unsub or it Unsub? Was, yes, yes, yes. Did you ever see Unsub when it was on? Um, I remember the title. I did. Was that a Stephen King show? Yes, yes. So I think I was aware of it because, like I said, I liked wise Guy*, but that, it wasn't ever.
3: It was watched. not a good show. You okay, yeah. did not. I mean, miss anything. I mean
2: nothing that you said made me think. Oh, oh, darn it. I should have watched that, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly is just reminding us that she has not been fed.
3: Yeah, we're going to feed Kelly soon. But first, I want to have a lightning round of questions yeah. for Caroline. Oh, okay. So first question, would you voluntarily watch more Starsky and Hutch? Sure. Okay.
2: Who do you like better, Starsky or Hutch? I think, I mean, Starsky's kind of funnier, at least in this one.
3: He is. He definitely is.
2: I mean, that that's yeah, I, I, I don't have strong feelings, yet, but like, you know, I think between like as as I've heard you guys describe them, between the somewhat like like snarky and like solid one versus the one who's always. Having the ox and having to be cuddled, I tend to be with the. They actually use switch roles. Oh, the switch okay, yeah. I'm okay with the ox too. I just <laughs> sort of like that. So I just remember. I remember Hutch getting accidentally addicted to heroin. So that was sort of <laughs> it. And sure. I tend to be like the, um, like like for for the the guy who fights off his pain with with sarcasm and such like that. So so that, so that's what that's where I'm leaning. You
3: seem like more more of a Starsky girl. I would I would say, uh-huh. but it it's not surprising that Monica showed you the Hutch Wump. Uh.
2: <laughs> I didn't get nothing against it. Like, I, I, and I think, I believe Jen was the one who said it's more about the dynamic between the two of them. Nothing I was watching was like, oh, I would like to see a show about only this guy. You know, it's very clearly the, about the two actors or the two characters. Do you know how the show ends? Um, okay, so I've sort of picked this up. One of them gets shot and quits the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's the other way around. Um, okay. one of them gets shot and the other one quits the forest? <laughs> <laughs> Someone okay. get shot. Okay. Oh, so wait, does, does Starsky shoot Hutch? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> does, okay, Hutch shoots a bad guy, goes rogue, and quits. No one, no one quits. Okay. Well, okay, uh, they,
3: they had quit briefly right okay. before the oh, finale. Okay, right, that's right. why I was saying oh, it was the wrong order. Right. right, right. There's a, there's a three-episode storyline okay. before uh, the finale uh-huh. where they... Um, they get disillusioned and both quit the force okay. because they one can't quit without the other. Okay. They they throw their badges into the sea. Okay. And then they're able to rejoin the force again and there's oh. no consequences. Oh, okay. Because Oh, There's right. no consequences oh, on this I show. Oh, I was just
2: imagining. So I, I think I was probably just, like, putting other... I was, like, making, like, Gotham Central or Homicide or something, like, try to match <laughs> onto this. <laughs> I'd like to
1: just show you the very last scene of Starsky and Hutch. It's the most beautiful last scene of a TV show oh. ever filmed.
2: Do we, do we have them throwing their badges at the ocean? Because that also sounds great. It, it's
1: actually less... They they freeze frame right as they throw, uh. so you can't even use it in vids oh, that easily. Oh, yeah, so good. Um, I mean, they talk. So, before but what they is the very them. last
0: scene? Well,
2: I don't want to tell you because oh, I just okay. want to
1: show you. You're okay. just gonna show it. It will be shown yeah. to
2: me. Okay, are you gonna? Well,
3: can we find it? You,
2: do you want me to watch it the and then react? It's, you... it's
3: one scene. We could find it pretty easily. Sure. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, and then just add my reaction once I've seen the end. It
1: wasn't what I had intended, but it, sh- it We will do that
2: real now. Like, I feel like there's no closure if we don't do this now.
3: Yes. So I will just explain to set okay, sure, up sure. the context. Sure. You
2: were right. Someone gets shot. I, I, but I was just, like, I was trying to figure out from what y'all were saying on the podcast. <laughs> and then also, like I said, the uh, endings of other cops things that I'm saying.
3: Starsky gets shot three times in the chest. Okay. He is very badly off
1: people were at least recently arguing on the facebook group whether he actually does get shot in the chest or whether he gets shot in the back
3: no
2: so but this happens in the final episode he's sort of
3: like crumpled on the okay. ground so okay. it's really okay. hard to tell but yes this happens it's uh it's a 2 part no okay so no, they, it's, no it's, it's, a it's a single episode, episode. what they am i talking quit about
2: and then they come back and then they get shot yes okay. that's
3: why i said it was the office okay. there's an episode in between where they both date the same girl okay. and then die?
2: No. Okay. Nobody dies.
3: (laughs) No one dies. Don't worry. No one dies. But he's he's doing very very badly and Hutch has to hunt down the guy who did it. Um, And it's all very high stakes. And uh, it's a lot of like Hutch looking sadly through a hospital window at unconscious Sarsky, And uh, at one point Hutch like runs in with a bunch of results from, like, 70s police Google It's uh-huh. just, like, reams um... I don't think that's what it was called <laughs> <laughs> It's, like, reams of dot matrix paper printouts that he's just, like, shuffling through and, like, reading various lines off of to show that he got information and it's it's a delight So, finally, Starsky's made it through the worst um, and, and he's on the road to recovery
2: Okay, so did they know this was going to be the last episode? Yes. At yeah. that
3: point, they did. Earlier in the season, I think they didn't know if it was going to be renewed. But at that point, there was a lot of onset tension, not between the guys, but with the like the producers and the directors, the showrunners.
2: Was it four seasons at all? It was four
3: seasons. So, like, there are a lot of early episodes uh, in this season. The badge
2: is three parts, okay? Yes, that's the
3: one where they they quit. Then we get Starsky versus Hutch, where they both did the same girl, and then they're angry at each other, and then it's resolved with them proposing a threesome with the girl, and she's
2: like, no, no, no thanks. Uh, Starsky versus Hutch. So, it's it's like Nelson versus Burdock. (laughs) (laughs) That one didn't end with a threesome. No. But, but yeah, well, it is because it's Matt and Daredevil and Foggy. Come on. Oh, okay, fair point.
3: <laughs> so then it's Foggy turning down the threesome, like Foggy is is oh. Kira. Are we recording? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, good, because we need to keep some of this.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I'm I'm liking this. But like, and, and there's the mustache. That's what what is? Oh, okay, wait, that's the mustache. What, and what, tell me again, what is the captain's name? Doby. Doby and he is the one who that that Bernie that that wonderful story yep. was about. Yeah.
1: I also do love the scene where Starsky's in a coma, and the scene where he wakes up is like really good. I'm not quite sure where it is. This is the scene
3: where it takes them a million years to get the defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bad guys. Doot, doot, doot.
2: Who is the bad? Who is the? I recognize that actor.
3: We can look him up after. Yeah.
2: A lot of Hutch angst.
3: So much angst. He's so scared. He doesn't think Starsky's going to make it. Starsky's already flatlined. It's very sad.
2: Yeah, Hutch does say he believes Starsky's going to die. Okay, you know what? I'm not against mustaches per se, but that is not a good
3: mustache. It is not a good... uh, Blonde mustaches tend to be bad. I
2: mean, like, I was uh, picturing a thicker mustache, I think. But see, the thing is, I don't mind his, I mean,
0: going back to David Soul's music career, his first album from 1975, he's got a mustache on
2: the cover, and I think he looks fine. Yeah, I I just, I, just this particular look in this episode. So this isn't the last scene, but it's the
1: scene where Starsky wakes up from his coma, and it's beautiful, so. I don't know what
3: to do, Starsky.
2: That's some good natural acting. I'm pushing the odds. I don't know
0: what to do. I mean, what if... What if... Oh man, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? I was Starsky. Starsky? You're awake. He's 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 awake. He's awake. First He's awake. He's awake. He's awake. He's awake. He's okay. He's awake. He's awake. He's
2: awake. He's awake. He's awake. He's awake. He's awake.
3: I love that he's so clearly doing to the nurse what he can't do to Starsky.
2: Yeah!
3: He's <laughs> like, well, I can't pick him up and kiss him and swing him around. So here's another human. <laughs> There's his dot matrix printer paper.
1: The best thing about the last scene is how clearly drunk Hutch is. <laughs> I mean, they're all drunk, and there's
3: wine in the scene, and all of the actors were drinking it, so...
0: Oh, wow. Also, this episode was
3: (laughs) directed by
0: Paul Michael Glazer.
3: Wow. (laughs) So he did most of his directing from that hospital bed.
2: Okay. Okay. Here we go. Well, that's also, like, a lot of times they'll find a way for the actor to be in fewer Mm -hmm. scenes.
0: But, like, because the sound was so quiet, like, he was really into dynamic sound.
3: I should also set up that when Starsky was shot, it was right after, um, they had... Starsky had beaten Hutch in a game of ping pong. Yes, ping pong, and and the prize was that Hutch would have to take Starsky out for dinner. And uh, Starsky okay. had this big meal planned, and he detailed it. And then they get out of the restaurant. And he's immediately okay. shot, or the, wherever they were, and they, um, and at he's immediately shot at the precinct. Right. Uh,
1: so that that was like the last conversation they had before the shooting. And I guess Starsky had wanted veal, so Hutch is now bringing him veal.
2: Okay. Did he make it? There, I
3: was shing the door. <laughs> Look at the cat track. Right. Look at this. My goodness. Where the hell have you been? I mean, It's eight forty-five.
0: Why lose clock? Oh, well, is something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, four painkillers, feel oh, no pain. Well, we're even.
3: Really? Right. <laughs> Where you going? Move
2: over, Why? move over. Why? 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 How long do you think it takes to stuff veal? Oh, look yeah. this.
0: Yes. Oh, boy. Say, <sighs> you want any trouble downstairs? Not really. Huh? No, no, I ran into an orderly, but I turned him into a bottle of BB. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little
3: short guy, <laughs> a little short a guy man, and mustache, man? same guy,
0: same
2: guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> mm. so, what? Um,
0: That's beautiful, huh?
2: No, it's beautiful. This is beautiful. That's beautiful. It warms my heart. Well, I'll
0: tell you something, I couldn't have my buddy eating hospital food for another week, I'll tell you that.
2: I'm telling
3: you, I ain't getting more chipped beef on a single.
0: Everything
3: alright? <laughs> Bye. It was
0: terrific.
1: <laughs> <And> she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs>
0: Would you like some orange juice or something?
1: <laughs> Nothing, thank you. it's okay. Uh, She's gone? She's gone. Okay. Did you bring anything
2: to drink? Makes nothing good now. Who, me? Well, who else am I talking to? Oh, my oh, oh. oh, God. Captain.
3: here we got a heart attack. thought you might like something to eat. this! Oh, luminous. It's goodness!
2: Oh, Captain. What's they breathing
0: so hard for? I'd like to see you score a 10-pound antipasta at 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh, yeah? Where's Huggy? I lost him downstairs. Yeah? Got in an argument with a very large nurse and a drunken orderly. Oh. Oh. Jesus, fellas. Shh!
2: There's a huge
0: nurse on my tail. <laughs>
2: Did you bring some
1: wine? It's the Pope of Pole. Somebody turn the lights on. Chateau oh, Martin,
3: 1977.
2: Kidding? All right, I gotta have a light to eat. Shh. <laughs> Captain Mysterious, candlelight. <laughs> That's a good idea, Hugs. Alright, Okay, where can I hang this? Voila. Ah, a Ah, Oh, you know, be careful of the food.
0: my
1: glass. Oh, one okay. more. <laughs> stars get you uncouth.
2: Gentlemen, I'm gonna propose a toast. My toast. <sighs> to four very, very heavy dudes.
1: Well, at least three. <laughs> God bless us all. i gonna remember this night for a long time to come.
3: Oh, wait a second, wait a second, let me get something straight here before
2: we before we start. A huggy? Yeah, sure. Uh, wh- what was that that you hung that uh, that lantern from up there? <sighs> <sighs>
3: uh,
1: uh, I don't know. Um, looks like
0: one of them fire-sensitive uh, sprinklers.
1: show literally ends with them in bed together.
2: <laughs> wet In bed together. <laughs> well, I, I mean, with two other dudes. Right.
1: <laughs> I like that they had all four of them having a... Yeah. yeah.
2: Can you run back? Because I, want to, I just want to see if I can figure out who is the guy I recognize. Wait, Music by Alan Silvestri? Yes! <laughs> we discovered this before.
3: I've apparently got the memory of a goldfish. It's only a
0: few episodes. Okay. Like, this oh. is one of them.
3: He did the Captain America score, among other things.
2: Oh, okay. I don't I so that. Thing. was that probably... was.
3: This was probably just character actors from that era, yeah. That was Gunther that she was recognizing, right? Oh, I probably? thought it
0: was, might have been Simonetti. I don't know. Who wasn't Simonetti in this one? Right. But was Bates, the actor? I think
1: was the name of the, the character. But you're right, it was. Yeah, I never noticed that before,
2: but now that you mention it, yes.
0: It might I don't know. It might have been either I think it was
2: just a cop who kinda of looked like James Conn. And <laughs> so then fast forward who clearly was not on this show. So
3: <laughs> So that was the, the final scene of the final episode, which is called Sweet Revenge. There's a a liqueur called Sweet Revenge that we had. Well, uh, uh,
2: okay. So so with the reve- what is the revenge? Because I, I didn't. Because Gunther, the dude who hired
0: uh, okay. hired the hit on Starsky okay. Hutch. Okay, so is, they... he's search- seeking seeking revenge.
2: Oh, so they do catch they they get revenge by catching him. Yes, and, as a, like he's
0: in... initially seeking revenge because they're spoiling his plans. Okay, and then Hutch seeks revenge. for Okay, Star so, so Hutch
2: gets him locked. Because I was just assuming like oh somebody murders somebody, it was this dark ending. But it was a very that was. Very sweet ending where they all kind of cared for each other and fed each other, and then there was a comical moment when, yeah. they, but when they got spooshed by, the, um, splooshed <laughs> by LR well, that. That was That's a correct nice. sound effect. What yeah, but I mean, Sploosh means something very different. <laughs> oh. Does it? I mean, he, I, mean okay. Okay. I think it's all onomatopoeia. <laughs> and
3: with that, I think I think we may have reached our conclusion. Thank you to to Caroline for putting up with us. Thank you so
2: much for joining us. This was really fun, and like now I'm gonna I have like really high like house guest standards. If I go to visit somebody, and they don't put me on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what am I even doing? Do all of your friends have podcasts? I mean, Please many, yes. many. I was at I, I mean, I was at a I, I was at. Margot's wedding and um somebody recognized kate's voice from her podcast and came running over and said i recognize your voice from your oh podcast God. so that was kind of that's
3: that is that is what the the uh, younger generations many... have resorted to all how... your friends have a podcast
2: I, I know many people have at least participated in podcasting at some point so, so they should make one so i could be on it i didn't know that this existed 24 hours ago so
0: well, did anyone have any wrecks? If not, I do have one thing. Obviously, it's something that everyone's seen. But while I was listening to my podcasts today, "Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen" came up in discussion, so that I had to pause the podcast, listen to the song, and I was just thinking of the of Laura McEwan's vid, "Everyone's Free to Wear Sunscreen," and I highly encourage everyone after the end of this podcast to go watch it because it is just simply one of the best Starsky and Hutch vids. It's
2: a fun one. Okay. I, like I, I don't one. know if that's one of the ones you all show me or not. So it I wasn't. I Okay, I will see it. I will see it shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for introducing me to this world. <laughs> Thank you for joining on. us. for joining us.
3: All right. Well, if you are looking for us online, you can find uh, all of our episodes at
1: meandtheand3.wordpress.com.
0: You can find us on Twitter at me, the three.
1: And you can email us at me and the and three at gmail.com. And again, these are all numbers written out, not the numerals. And the word and always written out. All
0: All right. right. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 Bye.
2: It Research just... skills, your <laughs> paradigms of mustache for Your bidding, yeah, I mean, yeah, me on many things.